These are fun, off-the-cuff discussions on movies and streaming series, both new and old. Together, we'll attempt to bridge the gap between Hollywood Industry Insider and the casual viewer. This is Alec. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Cinema A to B Podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Cinema A to B Podcast. I'm Alec. I'm Ben. And we're here to talk about movies like we always do, and you get to listen in, which is fantastic. So uh, today's is going to be Top Gun Maverick, the 2022 film sequel of Top Gun. And so we'll start off, Ben. Thoughts? What a what a fun movie. I mean, really, what a fun movie. This was a date night movie, and I think I think Gwen really enjoyed it along with me. And we saw it on the biggest screen we could, which was mm-hmm. this was another one of those those movies that that I think I would would have recommended that somebody have caught on a really, really big screen and loud sound and just a fun ride. Like I'm impressed that they were able to deliver kind of on the hype, the hype train expectation of doing a sequel to a movie this old, Mm -hmm. um, pretty, pretty gutsy. And it's kind of odd to me that we've, we seem to be getting good sequels on the handful of times they decide to do this. The other one was like Blade Runner 2049, which just came out of nowhere that yeah. nobody saw, sadly. Um, really, so hardly anybody watched it, but really, really good sequel to a movie that you know that has a cult following. Obviously, Top Gun is like the mainstream movie of the 80s. I mean, this was my favorite movie growing up until I think I was like nine or ten, whenever, whenever the original 89 Batman came out. Oh, yeah. That I made my parents drag me to, you know, <laughs> relentlessly. But Top Gun was it. Like, I saw Top Gun when I was like, I don't know, five. And um, what's not to like? Freaking F 14 fighter jets. So, for them to come up with a sequel that was this entertaining, they did. They picked the right ways to push push the envelope with, with how they shot it and mm-hmm. best the original in that way. I don't know that they bested the original with the um, story. I didn't. No. I think, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to probably rile some people up. I, I think the original is the better movie. There are people who think Maverick is the better movie. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure no. we'll have comments. Yeah, no, I'm sure we'll have comments here on YouTube um, on that, that Maverick's the better film. Cause they'll, and, and they'll cite things like, well, was Top Gun nominated for best picture? No, was Maverick? Yeah, but yeah, I think there's but, a good reason for that. I mean, I think the fact that the theater industry is struggling, and Hollywood knows this, and they know they need to nominate. That's why. That's why Avatar: Way of Water got an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture is is they want people to tune into the Oscars, yeah, and have some movies wins. nominated that they've oh actually seen. If Top Gun right. Maverick wins, I'm going to be no, no, you, you won't. But okay. It won't, but I, I enjoyed it. Like it was fun. I didn't get to see it in the theater. I saw it on the sixty-five inch we have, you know. But we yeah. watched it right. I mean, so I, I didn't get the same aspect that you did, like the same atmosphere. Um, so that some of that could have been uh, with it, but it's it's basically the same story. Like for the most part, it's the same story, just with slightly different characters, you know, because Rooster is not the best fighter pilot. He's got to get over some stuff, but then he becomes the pilot, much like Maverick. Oh, 
you know? Um, <laughs> so like not again, it, it was enjoyable to watch. It was solid. Like, I mean, you know, but there was definitely flaws in it. Um, so, I mean, I like the callback with Jennifer Connelly's character being the, the Admiral's daughter that he slept with or any, did whatever. Any, any, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I'll, was, take Jennifer Con- I'll take Jennifer Connelly in any movie ever, like just throw her in and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but uh, I think she's fantastic. I mean, I think she's a great, you know, actor. I think she just knows how to work the camera as well and kind of yeah. keep the focus on her. But um, especially when you're playing the opposite Tom Cruise, who I think is probably one of the most brilliant film stars of all time of just being able how to control people looking at the camera. I mean, I mean, he's still doing this kind of stuff as old as he is now and still yeah. doing it well. Um, so and well, you, still could, kind and of you could tell, he, you could tell Cruz was having a lot of fun with it too, mm-hmm. with, with, with the role. Like he was yeah. genuine and he, he always seems to be enjoying himself. I mean, the guy name a more passionate person in Hollywood than Tom Cruise. I can't, no. I can't, I can't, I, it, it oozes from him and it, and it comes through on screen. And so yeah. clearly he's having a good time. I mean, my favorite, I want to first ask you like, what do you have a favorite like scene or moment in the movie? I think it's probably the bar scene when he's watching all of the new recruits in the bar at the beginning. Um, hmm. So when he goes like, like he doesn't know any of them, they're all coming to Top Gun. He's coming to Top Gun. They don't know it. And kind of, I just enjoy that kind of him viewing them and starting to already kind of judge them or place them in boxes and that, that kind of thing. Um, And then obviously Rooster comes in. Um, Second would be all of the great plane shots. I mean, it's obviously those are fantastic because for the most part outside of the the changing of the plane, those are real life shots. You know, they just digitally changed a plane because, you know, we don't have F-14 Tomcats anymore. Like you had, you know, those what were retired like almost 20 years ago. So, you know, you don't have those yeah. lying around. So you had to digitally bring those in. But it was it's definitely a marvel of what you can do still with practical effects or with actually just filming it and doing it and stuff. So, yeah, though it did get. There is a a big article that dropped probably a month ago revealing that, oh, by the way, there are 2000 visual effects shots in Top Gun Maverick. But and they didn't. You, but and, and part of the marketing was they didn't want people to think that the thing had been manipulated that much digitally. They wanted there was a whole narrative in the kind of the behind the scenes press that ran in the lead up as part of the marketing campaign of how they were acquiring all this in camera with these IMAX approved digital cameras placed in the cockpit, which is true, but there's a lot of compositing work. I mean, there's a lot of shot splicing that's invisible and that's actually, it's my favorite kind of visual effects is, is real high end compositing work where you, you can't tell. Yeah. And, but I guess the visual effects team really, I mean, they get credited in it in the film, but they weren't allowed to market. None of the visual effects houses were allowed to market what they had done on it because Paramount was like part of our marketing campaign is that we, we just put cameras in aircraft and then edit it together. And that's, that's the final result. It's lit pissed a lot of people off in the visual effects community, which I completely understand. Um, but nowadays but yeah, my, you ha- you have like a comedy, like what Ticket to Paradise, the George Clooney one. That's got two thousand via you know FX oh, shots yeah. in it well, as well. Probably, I mean, it's probably got less, a lot. but okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going 
going crazy. No, everything's but. been touched up for sure and, and stuff that you would never notice. But yeah, this one was was a lot heavier a workload than I think people realized. And but that's great. I'm I love that the final picture, like I can't tell. I, I knew mm. watching the F14 and then those like what fifth or sixth gen. I don't know. You're supposed to, I don't know if you're supposed to tell what country they were, if it was Russia or China or whatever. It was, I think it was supposed to be, it yeah. was Russia. Yeah. Even it though was, the only, the only country yeah. that has the flies, the F-14 is, is Iran. So it's like, did they get shot down in Iran? And then God, that didn't make sense, but and it, in I this, guess world, this will uh, be Iran pretty has spoiler. a robust economy. So this will be pretty to, spoilery. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and apparently Iran's got like some of the best, surface to air missile technology I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the Russian like, can we, you know, Iran. But, but yeah. what I can't get past is that and sorry, yeah, this will this will be kind of a spoiler heavy episode. It's just it's fine. We said that we make the rules and that this is the rules today. <laughs> but basically the th- the third act was well no pr- not the third act but lead up to can we acknowledge that Tom Cruise and the rest of them were just doing the original Star Wars trench run. <laughs> so true. In fact, they homage it because they're like, it's what, three meters wide? Yeah. Is what the, yeah. yeah, that the target, they even, even the writers made the target they hit is the same width as the, the exhaust port, the thermal yeah. exhaust port, which well, I, I, uh, two yeah. meters then. Two meters. If, if, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe they made it. I don't remember what. I used to bullseye. I definitely was watching back home. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I Well, yeah. I mean, I was very disappointed to not see a womp rat in frame (laughs) when they were flying through the canyons. But yeah, I I was like, oh, this is, this is great. This is, this is Star Wars with F-18s. This is tremendous. But no, it's, it's, it's a marvel. It's a marvel of like in camera. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really feel like that they, they should, they owe a lot of, credit to that to Dunkirk for seeing what you could get if you would mount IMAX cameras on on Spitfires um, because it reminded me a lot of I felt like a lot of the filming techniques it looked like they had taken a lot of things that were learned on Dunkirk and and then it did it with more cameras on faster aircraft but yeah it's a blast it's an absolute blast it's not gonna I mean again I, I enjoyed it <laughs> It's not my favorite picture of 2022. It's I'll take I'll watch Top Gun again before I watch Top Gun Maverick again because I there's again I, I feel like it's very derivative of the first one, pretty much just almost the same movie with just you know different character, it's slightly different characters and you know other things going on. So I mean even jokes about the hard deck and do you know going below the hard deck, you know it doesn't count if you're below the hard deck. Like I'm like really like we've already done this. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's like in, the Force Awakens. It's like yeah, let's no, redo the is. movie just with new the new technology we have it's so. very you're right and that's a really good reference i it is very similar to force awakens but i enjoyed the force awakens i did too i think i appreciate that top gun maverick knows what it is mm-hmm. like i didn't feel like it tried to be anything it wasn't and frankly the, the original movie doesn't have a plot that's like you know a mile deep but no. it's but i i do find the emotional beats in the original movie more compelling like i do it, mm-hmm. the you know, the reality, though, is the original movie, the first half before Goose dies is a really 
funny testosterone fueled like romp Mm -hmm. and then he dies and it's a very different movie from that point on and so top gun maverick couldn't be what the first half of top gun was as far as the mood and the tone like they couldn't do it they couldn't get away with it it had to have it had to acknowledge like some of the more somber elements of what had taken place and so it kind of i felt they rode that line well that it kind of sits in the middle tonally of like the beginning, the first half and the second half of, of the original. Cause you get my favorite scenes when the first day that he trains them and he's just freaking smoking them. Yeah. And the soundtrack's blaring and you know, he's just cutting up between them. Um, I was just, I had a big grin on my face during that <laughs> whole scene, you know, where he's, where, where Cruz is talking to himself. Okay, Maverick, let's try not to <laughs> kill anybody the first day or, <laughs> or lose your job or whatever. And the interplay between him and John Hamm was pretty funny. Yeah. When they're just like, they just look down on him because he's not, you know, he's just purposely not tried to make rank. So that, but that was the more interesting stuff. Cause you're right. The rest of it's just like no. roosters rooster might be the son of goose, but he's basically following the path of Maverick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I like Miles Teller. Like I, I think he did a great job in the role. I think, I mean, he definitely is believable as Goose's son. Like a hundred percent. Like I was like done. Yep. But he's ca- but Miles Teller's capable of so much more than what that role offered. Yeah, but I don't think if you take a yeah. You, I don't, but I don't think it's, they asked for that. I don't think they like pushed him to do that. I think they, they no. got what exactly what they wanted. So and he was smart for taking it because you when Tom Cruise comes calling. And offers you, say, you a role, you, you say it. yes every time. You say yes because another thing with Cruz is the guy just doesn't make terrible movies. No, he doesn't. It's the, it blows my mind. Even a movie that was kind of wasn't ridiculed, but a movie that people were like, eh, it wasn't that great. Which was what with the one with Morgan Freeman, the sci-fi picture, Oblivion. Oh, uh, I, Oblivion. I really a good movie. enjoyed it. So I did really I, but it didn't. It. Not everybody liked it, but like you can't point to these stinkers that Tom Cruise makes. He just doesn't mess with them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even touch stuff like that. Like, I don't know. He still takes, wow. he still takes risks, but he's very particular with what he's going to attach himself to. So, and you, and you know, they'd been wanting to make a sequel to Tom, Top Gun forever. Definitely. Like forever. And so, but he, I don't think the script was ever right. And then, and then Tony Scott dies. Mm-hmm. And once he passed away, it looked too, like yeah. it was, it looked like it would never happen. I mean, and I thought they did a good job of kind of honoring his visual style quite a bit. So yeah, it was, it's a blast. It's a yeah. blast. I'll, I'll watch it again. I'll watch it again. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it a second time, but I just have to get in the right mood to, to watch that stuff. But yeah, it's Hollywood should just, let Tom Cruise keep making this stuff because that's the movies he opts to make are what get butts in seats. Him and him and James Cameron can run the show on what on who how to make this stuff that people are going to turn out for and actually spend the money to, do. to yeah, take their to family to go watch. Because yeah. it's become some ways it's become cost prohibitive. I mean, if you have a especially if you have a big family. Like going to the movies is you spend a hundred dollars mm-hmm. by the time you buy tickets and candy and all that. So 
you better be watching something that's more like this. That's a big, big movie meant to be watched on a, on a big screen. And they not, they aren't all, they aren't all made that way. No. And they're not all worth seeing in the big, I mean, not worth seeing in the big screen, but you know, not spending all that money. I mean, we did the, the unlimited pass with Regal or whatever. I got to see a lot of movies and that was great, but I also was like paying, you know, 15, 20 bucks a month to see all these or whatever. I forget what I was paying, but, but it's it was nothing. worth it. Cause yeah, it was like nothing. Yeah, nothing. Like, and then you, and you, you see why that program didn't last. Well, that, that was movie pass was like 10 bucks or something like that. Yeah. That was ridiculous. The, I don't the know. Yeah. Regal unlimited was, is, is something more. It's like 25 bucks makes sense. Yeah. But, but also movie pass is dumb because you could go to any theater. They had to pay the theater. At least Regal doesn't have to pay itself. They're just like, you're already paying this money. You know, now we're just losing a possible seat, which we usually only went like Monday through Thursday anyways, because people don't know how to go to the movies now or, and haven't for a couple decades, but um, right. don't really enjoy it. But, but going back to Top Gun Maverick, like, again, it, it's good. It's solid. It doesn't, doesn't push the envelope at all in anything like it's just a it's just a popcorn flick kind of enjoyable of tom cruise doing being tom cruise you know yeah but it's done and it's done really well yeah yeah and but i did notice that the there's not really anything in the original movie that happens that i'm like oh that couldn't happen (laughs) like the the whole the original movie is super believable from start to finish i mean in every conceivable way it Except for them flying around in what were those F fours, F fives, calling them MIGs. Oh, that always yeah. drove me. That always drove me nuts. Um, but now Maverick, there's some suspension of disbelief in that final act. And when it happened, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, this is where we've gone to." Like, <laughs> you have to suspend disbelief in the first act when he blows up the Dark Star. I mean, I'm well, sorry, I, like, like, like how? <laughs> You're just a little bit singed from going that fast. I still love the theory that he actually died there. (laughs) The the rest of it is, is uh, the, the millisecond that his brain before his brain shuts down (laughs) with the rest of the movies taking place in his mind as he dies, dies a horrific death in the dark star accident. But yeah, Yeah. so I was like, when that happened, I was like, he walks into that diner or whatever. I'm like, what? Really? I mean, granted, I'm not a pilot, but I'm thinking what what he hit Mach 10 or not Mach 9 or whatever. I don't know, it was some, some absurd yeah. some absurd number and the plane disintegrates around him. Like you 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 don't eject from that and then no, are and able it, to stroll into a, you know, no, coffee shop or only, diner. No, but the only thing that they referenced and I don't think anybody's ever talked about this. I just know cuz I'm obsessed with the um the SR71 Blackbird aircraft mm-hmm. but there was an sr-71 pilot that survived a mid-air disintegration of the aircraft at he now he wasn't going mach 3 but he was well over mach 1 or 2 and it and literally the aircraft did just fall into pieces just, yeah and he but it was a miracle that he survived yeah and he didn't have any i don't think he had any like severe injuries or anything like that but that was the only thing that they probably could have referenced to say, well, this could, but not at Mach six or eight or nine or whatever it was. I forget what it was, yeah. but, but some, yeah, I love the theory that he's, that he's actually dead. <laughs> That's just <yeah>. all. 
It's like it, it. It reminds me of the theory that the that Lost was just the that Labrador dreaming and then oh waking up and running into the wall. Oh, it's one of my favorite <laughs> YouTube videos of of that. Yes. Oh yeah. It's so true. Just because. Yeah. It makes sense then. I'm like, oh, it's just the yeah. random thoughts of a it was dog. It's dream. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Done. Perfection. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I enjoyed Maverick. Probably will watch it again at some point, but I'm not itching to do it. I'm not itching to to go see it again. Again, if I'm if I want to watch Top Gun or want to watch you know, you know, airplanes flying around blowing each other up, I'm going to watch Top Gun, the first one. So yeah, I'm the only. F- but but I will say if you go back and watch Top Gun because I I've caught it on TV since I've seen Maverick mm-hmm. and it is a little weird watching the shots when they cut to them in the cockpit with the fact that Maverick you see them pulling all these G's and their faces contorting it is it is different watching the original where it's just obvious that they're up against like a I don't even think it was blue screened I think they just had like a blue backdrop behind mm-hmm. the cockpit and. You know, their faces aren't contorting. And of course, I think when even when I was little and watched that, I knew they weren't really flying in those jets like it just the way it looked. But you can forgive that. But I would say that that is something really just one of those touches of realism that the sequel did right is you just forget how even pulling like two G's, your face is going to start shifting, let alone, you know, what they're capable of before they pass out. So. Once again, though, nobody gets a better recruitment film than the Navy. I mean, nobody. Go Navy. Yeah, I feel. I always feel bad for the Air Force. They just stuck with Iron Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> with with Chappie, and I love I love Iron Eagle, but it is definitely gun. not. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's not, not Top Gun. Gun. No. No, the Air I Force do not recommend doesn't. if you did not grow up with Iron Eagle to go back and watch it. It does not <laughs> hold up. No, it all. doesn't. No, but it's, it doesn't. Oh, it's, it's fun. It's part of it my doesn't childhood. hold up. It's part yeah. of my childhood. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Again, yeah. If you didn't but, grow up in the eighties watching it. <laughs> you don't. No, yeah, we're not going to be. We're not going to be telling people to like. Oh man, you gotta really sit down and focus in the screening. <laughs> Iron Eagle, Iron Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> and watch and watch Lewis, God, watch, w- watch Lewis Gossett Jr. Yeah, yeah. Just watch Lewis Gossett Jr. Just out act everybody else in that movie. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Uh, Lewis Scott Gossett. I can't believe I got his name wrong. Oh, shame on you. I know. I, no, he's the yeah. He's the he's such a better thespian than anybody else that shows up in that. Oh man. Robbie Rist is in Iron Eagle. I totally forgot that. There's a look up who plays his the guy's girlfriend in Iron Eagle. It's going to surprise you. I just can't remember her name right now. I'll stop my head. <sighs> you remember the character's name? It's <gasps> the um. Is it the girl from the office? Yeah, or not girl yeah, from the office, but the it's, boss. It's, uh, Jan, it's Jan. Jan. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah, I did Jan, not know Jan that. Plays his, Jan plays his girlfriend in Iron Eagle. It's great. That's crazy. I love going back and seeing stuff like that where I just took an actor for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great, man. So, but, well, any, any final thoughts on, uh, on Maverick? It shouldn't be on best picture nominee. I'm just going to say that now. I mean, enjoyable film. I recommend watching it. 
but it's not the best picture. Not even close. Like, yeah, but I, again, I think I think the rationale was it, if they expanded it to ten, you can tell there's four or five on that list that were the big tentpole movies, and so it's almost Hollywood's the Academy's way of acknowledging our industry doesn't survive unless we continue we to make these big films. Yeah, and so and then who's who's going to watch the Oscars when nobody you've seen anything that's nominated? True. True. I mean, and it's been like that for like almost 15 years, probably give or take that, especially when it was a shorter list. There are a couple years in there. The average person hadn't seen any of that stuff. Yeah. Mainly because they don't live in a city big enough where that was screened. Yeah. Where you don't have, you, know, you don't have 15 different movie theaters and some can be those specific no. indie films. What's cool now is with the proliferation of streaming services and then, you know, the rest of it is, you know, we're able to tell people, hey, if you haven't watched, you know, everything everywhere all at once, go watch it. And they're not going to have a hard time going and finding it and watching. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, for for those of you listening and it's like first time listening, go watch our episode on everything everywhere all at once yes but watch the movie first we don't spoil it but yeah watch it but anyway back to to maverick um my only question is like it made so much flipping money are they gonna make top gun three like are they gonna do it can you do it or is this or is this the end of the line like i don't i don't know I don't know. And I don't think a title card, an opening title card of Top Gun Rooster has the same ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I like Miles just, Taylor. I think he can. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can call it Top Gun Rooster. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, as much as I really like Miles Taylor, I don't think you can trade. You're not going to get the draw that you do with Tom Cruise, you know? No, but if you're going to do a third one, Cruise is still going to be in it, but I don't, I don't think you can rehash where he's still flying. Like he's going to truly have to be relegated to some mental role. So that tells me right there, they're not, there, there is no Top Gun three. So. Yeah, but that's, it's, if they had a decent script, everybody is going to, would go watch it. Especially if the Navy gave them clearance to shoot with F-35s. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up on, yep. uh, on old Top Gun Maverick, though. Yeah, good flick. Good, good big tentpole popcorn flick. I, I definitely think there's a place for those. I, I enjoy watching them. Not everything has to be a really deep contemplative plot points and you know i don't always want to roll into the theater to watch that either there's sometimes, sometimes i want to be escape and just dive into a movie and not think yeah, yeah. i want to do less brain work when i sit back there's stuff there's totally and that and that's what this is this is not gonna make you have to think but yeah. it's it's a blast all right. all right until next time thanks for listening to cinema a to b Alex to Ben. Very short. Very small. Me to you. <laughs>